Hello, welcome to episode three of the Undergraduate Academy. Myself, Will Heaver, down here at LSR on a crisp Saturday morning. Um, and what a set of guests we have today, hey, Will? Uh, yeah, they're a great set of guests. A uh, bit of a change up from the cricket themes we've had before. We've got a set of twins, uh, the Ben Solomon brothers, who are at Bristol Bears. Uh, both play prop. Um, we'll hear more about their journey, but just a little um, overview is they were both at Quinns and they've gone to Hartbury and now they've ended up at Bristol. So they're a very, very interesting set of guys. I think this story is a bit different to what you we usually hear um, about professional sportsmen. So I hope they get to put that across in the interview we've got. Um, they're a really interesting set of lads, as I've already said. And I'm quite looking forward to this, Joe, I've got to say. Me too. I, I can't wait. Um, right, guys, no more waffle from us. Here are the Ben Solomon twins. Love that. Okay, so here we go. So we've got uh, Aristotle and Johnny Ben Solomon uh, of the Bristol Bears. Um yeah, they're, they're here. There they go. They're, they're, on, they're on the pod. Um, we're going to go with, we're just t- starting with uh, the right from the beginning. So you boys, for the people that don't know, are from Spain. So how how are you going to start? Just talk about the right from the beginning, how you ended up uh, moving to London and stuff like that. Well, to be honest with you, like, was in Spain and one of my cousins went to uni here in England. And obviously, like, with just, uh, I think my mum just wanted a change, to be honest. Obviously, my cousin, obviously, I'd been here for, like, four years. So she did, like, the whole uni degree. And obviously, she said that it was it was good over here. So my mum, we was in the boarding school, like, all three of my brothers in the boarding school, in the, like, in the countryside. So, like, obviously, we're from Madrid. And then we got sent to um, boarding school in the countryside, which was, like, very different. Like, it was, like, all, like, Cows, a very rural place. It was a bit hard to get used to at first because we were probably like what, eight? Yeah, eight. And then my older brother was ten. So, and then we spent two years there, which, to be honest, was probably like the best time of my life. To be honest, it was like it was actually very good. And then obviously straight from there came to England, and then yeah, like when we first we turned eleven here in England, and it was like crazy because obviously we came here and we didn't actually speak a word of English, so it was just like all like like just the way we communicate was literally just by playing football, and that's how you like learn like little things like to be honest. But like, it was it was it was hard, but it was it was enjoyable at the same time though, um, and yeah. Nice. Also, you mentioned. Um... Like you having having to adapt without the language, um, if you uh, without having any idea of what English culture was like, really, how how does then rugby manifest itself? Like, if you've not really been in England, you can't really speak English. How did you then get? How did you then get into rugby? Um, well, like in all honesty, like it was just a bit. Obviously, you know how you go you go into school. So at this at this point, we were. This was at my state school, so Quest Academy in Selston. So at this point, now, like, obviously, when you do PE, like, you just do, like, a load of different sports and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, when I came to England, like, I was actually a bit slimmer. But, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, I said, you know, a bit lost in the chicken shops, you know. <laughs> but, so, yeah, like, but I still, like, so me and my brother still had like we were quite like quick and stuff like that. So obviously was playing football. Football was always like my main focus growing up, playing football in Spain and stuff like, that, like when I came here to England. And then like we had a 
the football term was done and he came to the rugby term and really at this point more say like year seven yeah. so that most people in England or that have actually come from like a rugby background start t- like playing rugby in like four at like four like yeah. five you're already playing like tag rugby all that stuff like so we didn't have any of that so like we just like it was a P term P lesson we're doing rugby new sport don't know the rules don't know anything just chucking it forward like I just know that <laughs> I, can catch, I can catch a ball and then like run into people and like tackle people and it ain't a foul <laughs> so it was just like he kind of just went from there and then as we started playing it throughout the term the teacher one of my teachers like recognised that we could actually be alright at this and the second year in year 8 we had a we had some like Harlequin scouts like coming coming to do like a little a little session and we just trained well like a couple of us me and my brother and like one of my other mates just trained well and they were like do you want to come down for a couple of training sessions and then it kind of just went from there really because then like, obviously like you're actually getting coached better, more skills and all that stuff. And, yeah, mm-hmm. and kind of just developed. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's really interesting. So obviously there's a completely different path to it. Obviously, you love football as well as rugby. How do you, obviously you get out of it in your downtime, you're still playing football, but actually concentrating more on rugby, obviously you ended up at Whitgift. How was that in terms of being more rugby focused? How do you think that helped you develop your game? Obviously, obviously you're better coaching at Quinns as well. Do you think it helped? I think it's like obviously. To be fair, I think it's just like you're the coaching. Like you're surrounded by people that that have actually been playing like rugby for like a long while. Because like if you compare it to my state school, that was the first year that probably any of us had played rugby, so we had like no real idea. But then obviously, like when we went to Whitgift, I remember the trial. Like it was like me and my brother, like Harry Breeze, Charlie Casser. Yeah, and obviously we were playing like obviously like alongside and obviously when we joined school alongside like guys that believe it or not Will Heaver was in the was in the eighteen <laughs> young baller boy. back in the day and then obviously just I think just being around people that played it like longer than me was obviously just help like was helpful because then you just without probably realizing like you start picking up tips from this person from this person on how to do this and how to do that and obviously I think. Especially Wick gives such a like rugby concentrated sport, like obviously with like massive success they've had over the past. I think obviously that even motivates you to even wanna like wanna do more and wanna learn more about it so and contribute to the school. So yeah, I think that was that was that's a big yeah. part. And obviously just a quick one as well. I remember in those that one of those first trial games, I don't remember, under fourteens, Mr. Kibble, you all see boys like <laughs> Like a bit of a scrap in that first trial game. Oh yeah, I know. One of the other yeah. How did you how did you learn to just like or maybe curve that aggression in like the right way? I suppose is that was that something you had to learn coming up through through school yeah, into the pros? Like I remember that day. That was my first day at weight game. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> that was the first day and my brother here scored a try. Shock. <laughs> and, and one of the last try blame it on me. And then I was like, bro, it wasn't my fault. And then he must have said something about my mum. And then I just, like, completely lost it. And then next thing, like, we was getting into a scrap. And But then, especially with that as well, because obviously the other guy was coming from a state school. So, like, in state school, really, like, it's a lot more 
it's boisterous, like, boisterous, like yeah. you're fighting and stuff like that. And, like it's not like it's not that bad, but like obviously when this both new lads that have come from state schools, like both big, like bigger than anyone in the team, really. Massive, like fighting. I think I think everyone it took everyone but a bit of a shot. But I first played to Mr. Kibble, like he just understood that look, it's rugby, like it's gonna happen, like yeah. you make over. That's one thing I've realized from rugby, like obviously whatever happens in the pitch. Like you just gotta leave it in the pitch at the end of the day, cause like, like life moves on. Like you got no point holding grudges and stuff. Yeah, and also like, obviously growing up over the years, like then you realise that, like we talk about our Bristol just being like in the, so obviously like mental states being in the red, cause like like there for example, that's one example where obviously back then I had no no idea of how to control being out in the red and then coming out of the red, because obviously like when you're in the red, like you may like rash decisions that like for example if if that was an official game then I, that's me done red carded and then obviously which is affecting the team but I think like as you grow up and obviously you're in like different environments then you learn how to how to channel it in you know what I mean okay yeah, um, yeah. well yeah I, that's so so insightful um, but I wanted to obviously you're both props um, wanted to touch on like you, you spoke about how the it's hard to channel the aggression sometimes and mm. I played against you, Johnny, when you're at Caterham, and I can I can vouch oh. for your physicality, man. I remember uh, I was playing for Eastbourne, he just absolutely flattened me. So thanks for that oh, one. Oh, Eastbourne. It lives long on the like that one. <laughs> anyway, um, so um, you've um, you've got this talent and this power and the speed. How how important was it for you to go to the next level? I watched you play. I know you're both incredibly skillful. Um, but how important we, uh, was it for you to like to channel that just power and uh, physical aspect into um, into your skill, your handling, your levels like, to make the next level? I feel like it's so important because obviously, like you can have that raw strength, like um, power and stuff like that. But sometimes, like that's not the only thing. Like that will only get you to a certain age. So obviously when you're growing up and stuff like the younger ages, yeah, you can start running through everyone, like doing it easily. But as you grow up and go into the big leagues, like you realise like you can't do that as much anymore. Mm-hmm. So obviously then for me, what for me and my brother, what I feel like separated us from other guys were that we were able to do that, but also like my stuff, like my passing, my hand, like my other skills were good. So like it kind of almost just kind of gave me an edge because mm-hmm. when you get to like, for example, I like go into uni, like I'm like upper sixth, like where guys have started to get bigger. Like, you know, like everyone, like people are in academies, like even at Quinn's from like, yeah, like you're nine, you're 10, like you're starting to gym, like you actually have a program to follow and stuff like that. So like people are getting bigger. I'm with the world of rugby. Like you see like how big, like the young lads are these days. So like, it's not, although it's important, it's not all about that. Like you have to work on other parts of your game for you to have that extra edge on people. Yeah, and uh, could, just another question for you, Totty, quickly. You obviously played a little bit of hooker as well. Uh, I think it was it was it England 18s you played a little bit of hooker? And then, no, 16s, yeah, but I didn't come, I didn't come back at 18, yeah. Played a, bit, played a bit of hooker, and then obviously gone back to prop. How was that positionally changing up? How, how did you end up playing prop, going to hooker, going back again? Was that coaches or that you deciding that? I think it's after you lost us there in that West semi-final, mate. <laughs> no grudges. Um, <laughs> but to be fair, it's because um, 
Like they just so when we were in under 16s, we had me, Sam Riley, that actually plays for Quinns, very yeah. good player. And he's a hooker now, my brother in the front row. So actually back in the days, like they moved him to prop and they moved me to hooker. Because I think they just kind of wanted us, like they kind of wanted to have us all on the pitch at the same time. Because we're all like very similar players, like big, quick, skill-wise and stuff like that. And to be fair, it's like it was a hard transition because obviously being a hooker, it's a very close skill, like, like you're the only one that can do the line out. Do you know what I'm saying? So you can be you can be a good like player out of the field, but at the end of the day, like you get judged on how actually how good you are at actually doing your job, your most important job, which which is actually throwing the ball. And that's something to be fair is that I struggled with. Obviously maybe the late transition, but looking at it back, I'm, I probably like obviously did the extra did the extra couple throws like, after training and stuff like that, but Probably didn't put as much time into it, like being honest. And obviously then, like we had a semi-final. I don't spend hooker all that tournament. And sadly, I sadly I lost. We had a we had a five meter lineup to go. And I accidentally threw it not straight. <laughs> that was the <laughs> day Old school assembly watching. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, what I do. But yeah, you talk about adverse. Yeah, you talk about adversity. Yeah, like that was to be fair, like that was just hard. At that time, it was hard to cope with, but like I just had the like the right people around me, really. Like obviously, everyone was in tears afterwards. Like, I was literally in tears. I should have the ref gave it not straight. You know, I'm like 16, mm-hmm. quite a lot of pressure, like because a national, like it's a national tournament. But like, like straight after, like in the bars, everyone's joking. Like that is what it is. That's what I was saying. Like. Obviously, at the end of the day, it's just a it's just a rugby game. Obviously, you want to win everything, but yeah, like the transition. Obviously, now I'm playing at prop. Even when I came to Union, I was playing a bit of tight head, so I have moved around like in the front row quite a bit. But now, for like now, I'm just a loser. I'm just happy that I'm just playing that position now. And obviously, big focus. This preseason was pretty big at Bristol, over with our old scrum coach coming back. Like we've worked so much on it, so like I'm just happy to be playing there. Uh, yeah, nice. nice. That sounds yeah, perfect. Um, you speak about like that culture uh, around rugby, how like on on the pitch you work as hard as you can, off the pitch everyone's getting around each other. Um, and obviously you come to Quinns, you get you drop to 18, you go to Hartbury. Um, that culture obviously needs to hold still. And uh, Hartbury, how important were the people there uh, getting you back to to where you are now? Obviously. You did these three years there, and you um, contracts at Bristol. I felt like, obviously, like when, like when, when Harlequins came in and they were like, oh, "We're not gonna sign you," like I was upset. But then I felt like I, I changed my mindset quite quickly. I was like, I actually flipped into a positive. I was like, look, to be fair, like, obviously I would have loved to sign for Quinns, but then like I spent like almost seven years at that club since I was like year eight. So like you know what like looking back at it, like I've had fun and I've met some good coaches, which actually like help like give reference to Hartbury and that. So like I, I was like pretty good and then obviously like when we, when I first turned out to Hartbury like it was it was different. Obviously now you're playing like uni like uni level like everyone bigger like, but then obviously like first year I ended up playing what I, to be fair 
Because when I was speaking to people, obviously Hartbury's quite like big rugby, like 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 very big for rugby. And I, to be fair, we didn't even really know about Hartbury until we played um, Gloucester there for Harlequins in the 18th league, and then that was the first time I went there. And then, yeah, when I when I went there, to be fair, I was I wasn't really expecting to be like I was expecting to be maybe playing for the third team because obviously I heard people obviously saying that. Obviously, like, if you start on the third team, like, don't get discouraged because, obviously, Hartbury's, like, very good at rugby. And then, obviously, there were some injuries and then played, ended up playing in the first team for most of the season, which was which was obviously good for my development, like, especially, like, because I felt, like, out the game-wise, like, I was fine because, obviously, like, like, I backed myself to be, like, a decent ball carrier. It's just where I found another level, like, set-piece-wise, like, scrum, and line out moves and stuff like that, which was good good for the development. So they're yeah, like good coaches are heart free. So now they, they did well, very thankful to be honest. Okay, yeah. And you talk about the transition to going to university rugby and then obviously Hartpree have got a team in the championship now as well. Yeah. Is there another step up, especially in scrummaging? You guys are still pretty young, 21, 22. Talking about actually being young props, going into men's props, going against guys like thirties, late twenties. How do you deal with that transition as well? It's just like, like in terms of like, in terms of like champ as well. Like one of my coaches said to me, so obviously we did well, and then at uni, and then that COVID year came. So like we were just training, but obviously not really any games. And then we got like, so we got invited to train with the RFC for preseason. So obviously like there, in comparison to Bucks, what well, I think the uni lads have like a month. And a bit of preseason, like at Hartbury, you have like so you're in like a month earlier. So obviously, like fitness-wise, like it's good as well because at the end of the day, like you're doing like way more than most university people would be doing. And in terms of like, we did the preseason. Like there was like ten of us that were from like the uni, and obviously, as a time when I just started chopping people, and in my head, I was just like, look. Uh, I'm not, I don't really know what to expect. So, like, I'll just take us a go. Like, if I get cut off, then I do. But, like, as I, just, as I started chopping people off and I was like, oh, fair. Like, the season, the champ season's about to start and we're still here. So, I'm not, like, we must be doing all right. And, like, one of my coaches said to me, the forwards coach, he was like, if you can scrummage in the champ, then you can scrummage in the prem. Because with champ rugby as well, like, I feel like for young, for development-wise, like, it's perfect because, like, now, for example, now, like, we're scrummaging and trading against, like, the best props in, like, the world, probably, you could argue, Genge, Sinclair, but, like, at, at the champ, like, I feel like that's where you learn because, like, that's where, like, you're going to be playing against someone that's had, like, 100-plus appearances in the Prem back in the days and it's now playing the champ. So, like, they know, like all the tools, they know everything. And, like, as props as well, like, young props, like, there's so much to learn. Like, this preseason alone, like, we have learned so much. And there's still so much to learn because I'm only 21. Like, with age and experience, more games, like, you're going to learn, like, all the tricks. So, yeah, it's just it's just pretty good, really. And, and obviously, end of preseason, we had, we played against Worcester for heart three. And that was, like, set piece-wise, mate. <laughs> My neck was dust for like two days after. <laughs> yeah, because like that was another level. Like 
we so like we play like a kind of like a training game where you do like set piece like scrum line up scrum line up for like 20 minutes then you go into like a 20 minute game and like that was the first insight really of like actually scrummaging against like a pro a pro team then after that we went against bristol so even a bigger challenge and like uh, we did all right in that so like it just kind of unfolded from there really um you mentioned there like learning off the likes of genge and sinclair arguably two of england's like best ever props um how important have they been uh for your development since being down at bristol i know they're they're two pretty good blokes by all accounts to be around but what, what have they been like from a rugby perspective <clears throat> no i think they're just like they're just both like what's like they're both like such good people to look up to like just the way not even just like what they do in the field but just like the way they carry themselves like off like off the field because like sometimes <clears throat> sometimes it like sinks like when <clears throat> when he was injured and then I'll be thinking like like where is this guy like I'm not seeing this guy in the building like why is he not in the building but like then like then I was speaking to him and then you find out that he's doing like, obviously he's booking a massage with this person, with this person. Like, to be fair, like, I think he's, I think he's one, he's the best in the club at like making sure that his body's right. So like, obviously like just off the field, like his recovery. Like, obviously like, if you go to his house, obviously he's, he's done very well in his career. So he can afford to have these things, but he's got like sauna, ice bath, steam room. So like he's got a gym. So he's got like everything there, which 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 obviously like that's for me. Obviously looking looking at things, obviously my position. Obviously I want to be I want to be like him one day. It's just it's just like a good role model to look up to. And then obviously like on the field, like obviously preseason. Obviously he was away for um, for quite a bit of preseason because like he he done his back. Um, so but it's just like obviously he was coming down with the like academy boys, like senior academy boys, like giving the younger boys tips and stuff like that. Genji as well, like, when he come back from Australia, like, both of them, like, just, like, they're just, like, been very good. And they're, like, very good with, like, with the young boys as well. Because if you're a young boy, sometimes it can be a bit intimidating and stuff. But, like, like they're, they're like, very, like, welcoming to the young boys, which I feel, like, obviously gives, obviously, confidence to younger boys like myself to, like, go and ask questions and stuff like that. So, but I think me and Sims are... Yeah, things are pretty tight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so on to so talk about Sinclair or Carl Sinclair off the field. He's got all his massages and stuff. And I know you boys like you. You boys like having a good time as well off the field. How did you balance? Yeah, yeah how did you balance having? Are you obviously a university degree as well? So you got Harper. You're doing a uni degree as well. How do you balance actually like having a nice time with playing top level rugby? Is it like quite a tough thing to balance sometimes? Like yeah, going out, to play, like, Spanish, stuff like that. Yeah, I feel. <laughs> I feel like it's tough, mate. Yeah, it's tough because like it comes, it comes, it comes to a time where like obviously you have to choose out like, what's that like, was best for you. Obviously, when I was doing like the union rugby, like just that, like first year, for example, like you can go out like mid like mid weekers or whatever, and then play. Then like obviously, as you got up a level, like for example, you went up to the champ, and you realize okay, like my game's on Saturday. So I can't really do that going out on a Wednesday, even though I want to go out with my boys and stuff, because obviously all my friends are still at uni. Yeah. Like I feel like if you're serious about your career, and I'm not saying like I'm not saying here saying like don't have a good time because it's important to have a good time off the field as well, but like there's priorities. 
And obviously, like, there'll be a time where there's time to party and time to relax, like, but when it's time to, like, actually work, that's important. You actually stick to that, especially, like, a uni, like, I feel like so many people go to uni and they just get, like, lost. Like, lost in it, like, you end up, like, no, going out, you're going out too much, yeah. You're going out too much, then, like, and, like, whether you think it affects you or not, like, it actually does, because even stuff, like, like, you may go out and not even, like, get drunk, but then, like, sleep. Like, that's one thing that you're missing out on. Like, you're always missing out on something. But and again, like... It's tough, to, yeah. to, to be honest, but... It's Mate, I've just realised, you know, like, like, you've got to make sacrifices for you yeah. to be at the top. And then, obviously, once you're at the top, like, there'll be multiple parties. Like, sometimes, like, obviously, like, we, like we'll have, like, training on a Thursday for Bristol. And then sometimes I like, still see, like, all my uni mates going out on a Wednesday night. And sometimes I'm like, fuck's sake, like, I, like, wish, I wish I was there. It's tough, it's tough. But you just got to realise, you know, that like, you are where you are in it. Like, and this is not to sound harsh or anything, like, my friends, they're at uni, and I'm, like, two levels above. So, like, and obviously like, I was speaking to someone who told, like, a sports professional, like, he told me that, you know, like, you got to realise that you're not on the same level anymore of, like, rugby, so, like, the commitment can't be the same, so... Yeah, yeah, it's, pretty much it. Yeah. Especially like, probably this year is the is where I've experienced it the most. Where like, obviously first big preseason, obviously I was injured as well, so I had to. So obviously the way it works, like if you're injured, you have to come in before preseason to like obviously have your best front like, front foot forward for the time when preseason starts. So I was in early, like obviously not used to like. We start pre-season, literally, we have four weeks off from end of the season to start pre-season, like, not being able to see, like, all my wicked boys from home and stuff like that, like, so many events, like, mates, birthdays and all that stuff. And, like, sometimes you're like, oh, mate, like, this is, like, this this is gutting, like, I can't even be there. But for me, like, at the end of the day, like, those who know you the best and those who are your actual, like, close friends actually understand, like, why. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, you know, I know, I know exactly what you mean. That's that's so true. Um, well, you talk you talk about at the start actually. This is a bit of, an issue, a, bit of a change of tone, but you talk about spot about your Spanish heritage. Have you thought about playing for Spain? Obviously, they were close to playing in the World Cup. Um, I did. The she, I played. Um, so I went under twenties like three years ago. I think my first year of uni, I went under twenties for like a camp. And to be fair, like they just messaged me, and I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not getting picked for England 20s right now. So, like, I might as well go, like, get some free kit, get a free flight, <laughs> free food, and just play a bit of rugby. So, I went there, and I was, like, pretty, like, that was, like, pretty cool because I was, like, nothing. Obviously, like, I wouldn't have got to, like, do that opportunity anywhere else. So, and obviously, I met, like, new boys and that. So, it was, like, pretty cool. And then... So when Spain were playing in the qualifiers to get to the World Cup, they actually contacted, contacted me and my brother saying that like, if, if you wanted to play. But then obviously, like, with the, like, EQP system, because obviously you can only have a certain amount in, in a club. And obviously we got, like, we got quite a lot, like, quite a lot of Welsh boys, Tonga and, like, New Zealand. So I think that would then just put me on, like, not put my career at risk, but it would, then it would be, like, more of a hustle for Bristol to keep us. And obviously, if you're comparing us to, to the likes of someone like 
Charles, oh, someone like that. So, yeah, that's why I probably said no. Otherwise, if it wasn't for that, I, pro- I probably would have done it because it's like, it would have been great to like be involved involved in that. Like. Yeah, like I mean, yeah, you see, Spanish Spanish rugby's growing, and on that EQP thing, I think Lucas Newman went to play in. It's gone to play in Montpellier, hasn't he? Because he's Chilean. Yeah, ah, oh, Lucas. Yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mario Picardi's at Loughborough as well. So there's, it's definitely growing. Yeah. Like, rugby's growing like those Spanish-speaking countries. Portugal obviously qualified for the World Cup as yeah. well. So it's Lucas, point, what, like what a great bloke! What a boy! I'm, I like his mate. He's he's smashing that at the moment. He's doing so well. So only wishing the best of my brother, mate. <laughs> yeah, nice. Okay, so cool. So uh I think we'll just touch on Johnny, you've scored two tries in the in the Prem. How do you what <laughs> what was the feeling to to get over for those two tries? Also, oh, one you scored in the premiership against Leicester. I think it was like two weeks ago, wasn't it? Off a what was it, Sarries, off the back of a back of a roll. Yeah, scored against Sarries. And then no, to be fair, one of them was in the Prem Cup. Um, but that was like my second game for that was my second game for Bristol. So yeah. to be fair, I started off two, one in two, man. I was like yeah, I could keep this going, you know. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then I actually got, I actually got injured that game, and I was out for like four months after. But nah, it was just like against Surrey, like it was. Now obviously, like, like when I, like when I came on, like they're a big team, like they are, they are massive. That's the one. It's probably the one time, not even when we played against South Africa, to be honest. Probably the one time, like where I've looked, and like the whole pack was like over six foot, and they're like massive, like. <laughs> and then, yeah, obviously, like, came off the back of a mall, um, and then, obviously, just picked and go. But to be fair, the funny thing is, like, I was like, because we were losing, innit? You don't really have time to, like, soak it in or anything. Like, you just literally put it down and you run back to the halfway to, like, try and um, chase the game. And so, but then after, like, I was just, because, like, some people didn't even know I scored, so we went back home. And then I said to my to one of the boys, Gabs, um, Gabs in the toy, I was like, yo, I scored. He was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, you didn't tell me. I was like, bro, because like, it happened so quick. Like, it was it was mad, but like, it was just great opportunity to obviously come up against like, top of the league, Saracens, like, and with, like, all, like, with a lot of the internationals. So, like, it was a good experience. You know, I just got to keep doing one in training to get more opportunities. And then obviously you had a couple of weeks ago as well. You both started on each side of the scrum and for like the first yeah. time together. How was that as an experience walking out together for the first time? That, was, that was pretty cool. Like we had done it in the Prem Cup this year, like this year as well. So that was pretty cool. Like obviously when you step out of it, like you ain't really gonna. It's not really like rare moments. Obviously, hopefully it happens. Hopefully it happens more in our career. But like it's pretty cool, you know, like. Not every day you take the field on like with your your brother and stuff. But suddenly now like, a couple of players in the prem, obviously like the Currys and like the Youngs and all that the stuff, prayers. the prayers. But like it's not really that. It's not really that rare. So it's not really that. Yeah. So it was it was just pretty cool to be fair. So, um, and obviously we got the W as well. Like that was a good game against Cardiff. Like it's just yeah, really just keep doing well in training and the opportunities will come. I feel like. Uh, like obviously, like you want to be playing like every game, but like when you step out of it, like I'm 21 at the moment, like I'm young, like there's still it's about patience and just keep doing well, and the opportunities will come. Yeah. Nice. Well, boys, what's come across so much is how positive you are about about your career, and it's so so good to hear. So, continuing with that, like 
where do you where do you guys see yourself in the next year, two years, five years? Do you really do you really think you you've got it to go the whole way? Um, we both have seen you play. We're both rooting for you, but by the sounds that's of things, you're not going to say no to that. <laughs> yeah, that's a goal. That's, that's a goal. goal. Like, obviously, like when like even when we signed for <laughs> when when we signed for Bristol and Pat Pat Lamb, we came into the office and he was like, oh yeah. If I had like all the shirts, like all the England shirts laid out, like which number are you choosing? I was like, I told him twelve. I think I was. I see myself as a twelve. Now, like, <laughs> like, obviously, like, I hope that like, I want to play for England. I want to play for the Lions. Like, but obviously, like everything's got to come like step by step in it. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, and obviously, like I've got to realize that the hard work that that comes with obviously going in to to them heights. But um, for now, like we're happy at Bristol, like. Happy now like, with the team, the coaching stuff, the support that we get. So, and now yeah, I feel yeah, I feel like that's that's always been the goal. Like, try and make it to try and make it to the very top. And for me, that just shows like, obviously, like you're gonna have like ups and downs in your career. Like, obviously, like at 18s, when I was thinking, oh, I just want to play for Quinn's Hall, man. But you never know where your life is gonna go. Get dropped. That's like, how you bounce back, really. And yeah, the goal is to go and love. If we think about it, what bigger roles like we have someone that like sings, that's played for the British and Irish, like British and Irish Lions. Like you have him to look up to, like even like be better than him. Like that's what you would hope for. Like Genji, like man, he's probably gonna be the next England captain. Like what a leader, a more guy to look up to. Like I wanna be by the, by the time I'm his age, I wanna be better than him. So just always pushing for greatness. But always, but obviously realizing that that comes with a lot of sacrifices. It's not gonna come easy. You're gonna have ups and downs, but it's really how you get back up. Right, perfect. I think I think that's all we've got time for. But that was that's an amazing interview, boys. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, there we go, Joe. Two amazing guests there. Uh, very interesting and enthusiastic guys about their story and rugby in itself. Um, very, very humble, and I actually really enjoyed talking to them. A bit different from the cricket guys we've had before, so really enjoyed that. Yeah, exactly, and they're so positive, the way they've dealt with adversity, coming over from Spain when they got dropped, injuries. Their attitude to sport is just so, so refreshing to hear, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, they, they see the sky's a limit. They think they're going to go all the way in the top, and to be honest, we can't really see a reason why that won't be the case. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so, guys, listeners, we have an Instagram page called The Undergraduate Academy. Please give us a follow, and actually give us a bit of interaction as well. Drop us messages, uh, comments in pictures, asking about asking or recommending guests that you want us to hear uh we've got spotify as well this is where we want you to share the pod we've got lots of these guys coming on and girls actually coming on in the future that we want we want more people to hear about their stories and i think the best way to do that is just by recommending it to other people share it with your friends um and just keep listening we are the actually surprisingly the most listened to podcast on Leeds student radio so we're really really proud of that exactly really proud of that so if you can keep sharing it that'd be really really appreciated um and thank you very much i really appreciate people that are listening already yep exactly couldn't put it better myself um cheers guys new episode will be out soon Keep keep following our socials, keep engaging, and there'll be more content for you to enjoy. Yeah.